Ladies and gentlemen, it's the Deranged Penguin Podcast, and we're back. Uh, yeah. We got, uh, so last week, um, you know, Devil saying, uh, he, he's telling an epic tale, it took like 48 minutes of the show or something like that, where he's like, oh man, and then I got one bean, I put it in the pot, roasted it up, got another bean, put it in the pot, roasted it up. And so that took about 45 minutes, right? And then, With his uh, only working hand, because he yeah. apparently had, like, metal cuts on the other. <laughs> yeah. Well, because he was like, the yeah, worst kind of cuts. Like, I don't need no plumber. I got this. I, you know, <laughs> my daddy was handy. I could plumb. I could plumb. <laughs> um, and so then he, like, blew up his shop. Whatever. So you can go back last week, listen to that epic tale. Uh, there was, like, a, you thought the saga was over, but much like uh, every comic but book wait. you ever seen, there is, was more, right? Yeah. The beast yeah. was not slain. Please tell us about it's it. Not, it's still not, but it's getting closer. It's it's wounded. Uh, so I went back and made whatever adjustments I made, and uh, the vortex seemed to be working fine. The eco filter part of it, and then I wrote. So I wrote the next day, and about four four batches in, I see water all over the ground, but it's not coming out of the vortex. It's coming. <laughs> out of the bottom of the roaster itself, which does not have any water component to it. Whoops. So, yeah, so uh, the the vortex is like backing up into the exhaust line and, and coming all the way down into the roaster somehow and, and coming out on the floor. Luckily, it, was going, it wasn't going into any of the roasting part. It was going into the cold air exhaust. Uh, <clears throat> but... That's that was a fluke. It didn't do that. I roasted uh, ten batches today. It didn't do that. So, uh, so I think everything said. I had I called and talked to the roaster roasting company and changed some settings on the fan uh, to get a little bit stronger ventilation. Um, and the only thing that's happening is still not right uh, because I'm getting smoke coming out of the exhaust, which means that the pressure is not right and it's not going into the vortex like it should be so i got to figure that out but we're closer i was able to roast 10 batches without having to stop today because nice. some extreme thing was happening yeah so so did you ever deliver that order to the people that you promised i did go without coffee for a while no i d- delivered it and they loved it and <laughs> said everybody's raving about it and couldn't wait to get the next batch, which I'm delivering tomorrow. So, see, so you said you did ten batches today. Yeah. How long does yep. that take? That so, uh, in I the started actually industry. A batch is called a flugel. I took. Uh, I started at two, like with the warm up procedure and all that. But I also took about an hour and a half or two hours and seasoned. The roaster a little bit, what which is like you you heat the coffee pepper. up, yeah, heat the coffee beans up, let them cool, heat them again, and then the oil that comes off the coffee beans like, yeah, that makes sense. Coats coats the roaster, um, so that took like two hours. So I really only roasted for, well, from two to eight, so six hours, so uh, ten batches in six hours. It probably should only take about four hours, that's but uh, that's not bad. Yeah. That's, Not bad. Uh, yeah. I mean, you know, 
All right. 50, over 50 pounds of coffee. I mean, outside of the random leakage, you know, I mean, I think you could be satisfied with that. Was it uh, 80% of your day <laughs> went well? Yeah. well? Two hours yeah. there, I thought it was broken again, but everything's fine. So we feel good. Yeah. As long as uh, we can solve this ventilation problem, you know, where I'm not breathing in smoke all day, then. I'll tell you, we'll we got good. a ventilation problem here, man. Mm. We got an HVAC problem here at home. Tell me about that. Uh, the AC doesn't work. It's that simple. Uh, I don't know why. It's hot. Hottest part of the summer. How are y'all there? Eh, I mean, it's not quite broken. It's, I don't know. I think there's a leak. I mean, it's broken. We had, it's we had it's some, 84 degrees in here right now, and it's off. Yeah, I yeah mean, that's that's hot. Yeah, we So we we had it serviced like at the beginning of the year, you know, kind of like come out, check it out, and they're like, oh, yeah, it looks mm-hmm. all good and whatever. Um, we it's not like we ignored the thing, and they're like, "Oh, maybe it was just kind of dirty." And we're like, "Okay, well, maybe it's dirty, I guess." Uh, but then they cleaned it, and then they're like, "Yeah, it seems kind of low on like Freon, which tells you that there's a leak because it's a closed system. It can't just fucking you know disappear." Right. Yeah, and so we're like, "All right, well, where you know where is the leak?" They're like, "So we spent a bunch of money on you know the guy Trying investigating." He's like, I can't find the leak, so it means it's like in a small microscopic parts. Don't worry though, I'll put the stop leak in there, but it might void your warranty. But your warranty's already void, whatever. So I was like, cool, let's do it. It'll close the system. We put a little more Freon in there, um, sort of to kind of top it off. And which like, all okay. sounds very great for our health, yeah. right? It just yeah, slowly <laughs> leaking into our yeah. our children's faces. Yeah. Um. So that was what's up there, and then it just slowly. Probably for the last couple of weeks, it's been just hot where, like, it feels like we don't have AC in the middle of the day. And I'm like, I don't remember this happening last year. Um, You know, whatever. But I'm like, maybe whatever. We'll just kind of get through it. It did get cold. Like, the AC was cold. It was extra hot. It was, like, hotter than it had been, you know, like, in two years or whatever. So we're like, okay, maybe, maybe just so hot. The AC just can't take it and just burn it mm-hmm. up. But you know, I, I'm kind of getting away from that because it just it's just hot all the time. It just right. it's broken. It's leaking or something. Guy didn't find a leak. Something else broke. I don't know. It means that we're gonna have to spend a bunch of money on it. It means. I'm sorry. I feel your pain. That sucks. Hold on. Let's, let's pause real quick. Hold on. <laughs> So you might have heard a bit of uh, the child. Our, our, like, kid is just, you know, it's teething over here. He's like, this it sucks, yeah, why man. Why can't he do it quietly, you know? I know. Just get yeah. some new teeth. I feel for him because I had tooth pain once upon a time, and that I that's by far the worst pain I've ever experienced in my life. You know? Mm. It just... Worse than metal cuts on your hand? <laughs> I don't know. I've heard those are the worst. I don't, I've stubbed my pinky toe or that, like, what is it? The ring finger pinky toe? The ring finger toe, you know, the... Uh, that one, that one's pretty bad, but tooth pain, like that searing, I'm like touching the nerve. Is it worse than back pain? Yeah. Back pain's pretty terrible too. That you feel like I could see where you're like, I I just want to die or do a lot of drugs. They're going to put me, uh, you know, in an addiction cycle for a long period of time. You're like, let's do that rather than have back pain. But, (laughs) uh, yeah. Tooth pain is the worst. That is the worst. Tooth pain. There's nothing you can't think about nothing else when that you're just I'm like I just, I kind of wanted to punch myself in the jaw to like knock myself out or something you know just yeah please make this pain stop so I feel I see him there like ah 
tooth pain. I'm like, I get it. <laughs> he can't really speak or nothing. He just goes, ah, 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 ah. Mm-hmm. So that's what's up with this guy. Um, so yeah, you know, the AC, we got to, I mean, we're, we're not destitute. So, you know. But it's definitely not working now. Yeah. Like I mean, the past you know, couple of weeks, it was like, okay, it's going to be in the 80s by early evening and then it'll start to cool again. And by night, by this hour, you know, yeah. we'd be back to a normal range or whatever we we're requesting yeah. of it. But now it's like, it ain't budging. Nope. And I mean, whatever. It means we're going to have to call these guys out. And then I'm like, we're going to call these dudes that didn't fix it the first time? Yeah, that's the thing, right? Like, we we, can't, we have no choice but to trust the experts. Yeah. In we their defense, know. they're we probably like, look, once it starts going down this downhill slide, there's not really much we could do about it. We'll just mitigate the symptoms. And, you know, that's that's kind of it. So, you know, I get that. But uh still don't feel excited to replace an AC or do anything to the AC that, you know, what it's going to cost you. Well, so can they replace it? Would replacing the, if you have a Freon leak, would replacing the AC solve your problem? Would that replace the entire Freon line? Yeah, well, yeah, because like the main parts of it, they check that, right? So they right. think that the leak is in like the unit outside, like the little tiny like part. Inside it. Yeah. The condenser. Yeah. Okay. And my, my dad, my dad was an AC guy for a while. And so he was like, you know. Once it gets in that part, you might as well replace the system because there's no way you're gonna really yeah. find it. So, right. Um, like so the this stop leak thing. Hold on, my wife's being a hero right now, taking the kid over somewhere. Um, like once it, they put the stop leak thing, and it, it's basically supposed to react when it it counters the air, right. and then turn into a solid to kind of plug it up. Uh, I don't know if it did that, if it did that and broke something. I don't know. You know, right. there's a whole lot of it just doesn't like putting fix a flat in your in your yeah, tire. It's exactly. Uh, yeah. Well, maybe you can get away with just replacing the condenser or something, and not have to do the whole entire system. Yeah, we'll see what's up. That. Good luck. <laughs> it did sucks. You, 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 Satan he sucks. Yeah, I mean, it's not so terrible. Like it's not. I mean, eighty four is was bad. Terrible. Eighty four is not. It's not, this is unbearable. It's just like, yeah. man, I'm sweating over here. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. So it's not, we're not there yet. We bought a couple extra fans. Yeah. Poor guy over there crying and stuff. Can't do nothing for him. Give him a little bourbon. <laughs> there you go, buddy. Bourbon on the gums. This is how dad does it. And we wonder, yeah, we wonder how people grow up to be alcohol. <laughs> this is how dad numbs the pain. Is how you'll numb the pain. <laughs> <laughs> so I mean, uh, you know, it, it's been kind of a, I don't know, it's like it's a weird week now, right? I'm back to work, so I, like my my worldview is like smaller, but in a different way. Whereas like, uh, you know, I was kind of on vacation, and you know, there was a lot of doing stuff around the house, or kind of going taking the kids here and there, or that kind of thing. Um, but like now it's, you know, I, I had time to kind of see the world or read stuff or whatever. Like, uh, um, now I'm kind of back to work. I don't really have my rhythm yet. I don't really have, like I said before, my zoom stamina, zoom meeting stamina. Right. And, uh, I'm being asked to do this and that now. And so 
I don't really have that kind of rhythm of like reading stuff, you know, the same way. And it all feels like foreign again. It's just kind of like, mm-hmm. I don't know. Um, so it's kind of weird. Like, well, we're exiting Afghanistan, you know, and breaking news. Biden says, you know, he'd do it again. And you're like, okay, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I think the other thing that's weird is like, right, I'm reading these headlines like from these uh, newspapers saying, hey, uh, you know, Delta variant's ravaging this, and then, like, some hospitals are, like, doctors are walking out saying, we're not going to treat any of these more, more of these unvaccinated patients. Um, and at the same time, I get emails from, like, these schools, these colleges and stuff, like, hey, come out. You know, the football season's coming up. Get your season tickets today. And I'm just, it seems like they're coming from a different world than <laughs> than one that other people are experiencing. Yeah. Uh, and that's a bit strange. I think you have a little bit of that uh, scenario because you went back to teaching, I guess, right? You know? Yeah, went back to teaching, and they were just like, Southern Miss has decided that everybody just has to wear a mask inside, regardless of vaccination status or whatever. See, got it. Just everybody wear a mask inside, but there's no like social distancing. They're not even trying to keep classes <laughs> to a certain size or anything like that. I have 26 in one of my classes, tiny classroom. Um, that mask is going to do it all for your door. Yeah, it will do everything. But then they're offering, there's like, there's like, if you enter your, I don't know, whatever your vaccination, vaccination card code in and register it at Southern Miss to let people know that you've been vaccinated, you get entered in a drawing and one of the prizes is like free tuition for a year. So, (laughs) so Southern Miss is gamifying, um, getting the COVID vaccine, which Maybe it'll work. Whatever. Uh, I actually got I got up on my pedestal on Monday and kind of uh, went off about it all. It was weird. Yeah, that's kind of funny because you were like, uh, "I ain't getting vaccinated," and then you, uh, I guess, you had your come to Jesus moment. In uh, well, I was waiting for science approval. <laughs> that I didn't. Yeah, I was waiting for the FDA to approve it, and they did on Monday. So. Uh, I don't think that was a coincidence. <laughs> they approved it like as school went back. Yeah. Well, th- yeah, that was the Pfizer one. The Moderna one is like, that's the one I got. Right. So I'm still underground. I got the Oof. underground version. Yeah. That experimental one. <laughs> Punk rock vaccine. That's the one I got. Um, <laughs> yeah. I, I what's, what's the brand name? Comer, Comertally? Something like that. I, there's a brand name? Yeah. They had, I, I don't know, they had to. But Pfizer has a brand name for their version of the vaccine. And it's I didn't like know that. Comerlotti or something like that. I don't know what. Comerlotta? I don't know what. Um, Moderna has a similarly stupid one, but it's not as stupid, I think. Something about Spike. It's like Spike Vax. You can get, I okay. mean, that's a better name. You know, yeah. like. Then Comerlotta? The drunk version of spelling uh, community. Huh. Uh, I'm, uh, I'm trying to figure out if Gina's going to join the show. Or she she said she doesn't know. You want to try to you can give me that kit? I held that kit. Get over here, kid. So I'm, I'm going to take this kid and give him the teething ring. Then we'll see how that goes. He's looking at Mama like, "What? What's happening?" Yeah, yeah. 
So I've never uh, seen you from this view. <laughs> <laughs> if you don't know, so so we're on a Zoom meeting, you know, because everything's Zoom. You get groceries on Zoom or something like that. You do legal. You get sentenced to life in prison on Zoom. You know, lots of things happen on Zoom. That should be the commercial, you know. Uh, get sentenced to jail. See your grandkids. Go to work. <laughs> do a podcast. All on Zoom. Anything can happen via Zoom. Zoom, where life happens. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You get the commercial you. You can't do that. You got to do that in person. Um, Gina, you're back. Welcome. Welcome to the show. Thank you. Uh, so what do you think about Dell said uh, at Southern Miss, they just cram them in like sardines. And I've seen sardines, and I know they're packed in tight. They are quite crammed. Um, <laughs> and so like they're like that, but they gave them a mask, though. And I said, no, don't worry about it. COVID can't get through this paper-thin, uh, you know, napkin. So it's all good. All good. Safe. <laughs> don't worry about it. But they are offering incentives to get vaccinated. They're giving away free tuition for a year. Like to one person, right? One to guy, one person. One person yeah. going to win that? <laughs> <laughs> Everybody's like, I, I got a shot for nothing. Uh, Gina, how do you feel about the world coming back and opening up? Also, the economy coming back. Comernatty. 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 Is that the name of it? Yeah. Comernatty. <laughs> Is it C-O-M-I-R? Yes. Comernatty. No, it's not. It can't be Meyer because it's M I M I R N A T. So there's Comernity. nothing to make it long I sound if you remember your phonics correctly. Community. I'm going with I'm I'm putting the emphasis, the emphasis on the A. <laughs> Sweet. Community. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it sounds like you're t- you're drunkenly telling the lady over there to get over Don't here. Don't look at my what? You, you come here, lady. I tell you, I show you a good time. <laughs> you brought up your sleeves for for me. Come here, lady. Come here. Uh, so, Gina, how do you feel about the you know the world? Yeah, the world. What's the, how's, how do you feel about? It? It's a stupid, stupid place. Um, yeah, I mean, people are, kids are going back to school. I hear parents I know with school-aged children worried about that. Um, and I, sorry, I got distracted by the baby. Um, I'm glad our children don't have to go to school right now. Um, so that's one thing less, one thing fewer to worry about. And, uh, but yeah, that, that sucks. It like, nobody understands how to handle this. And that is just perplexing to me because it seems so obvious and I don't understand why it's politicized in the first place. I'm like, it's just a public health thing. Like we just gotta, you know, put your big boy panties on, deal with it, do something you don't have to do, wear a mask. Until it's safe for everyone. You know, I was talking to uh, our kid's pediatrician today because we had to take in one of our kids for, like, the annual checkup. And I mentioned uh, Mississippi because I know someone (laughs) from there. And, you know, he was like... (laughs) You immediately got it. (laughs) He was like... Was that intentional? Yes. Okay. He was like, um, yeah, it's crazy because... um, Mississippians are typically really great about being vaccinated. Like, 
I get apparently kids there like have the highest vaccination rates supposedly for all the other stuff but but this and uh just you know it became this big thing this line in the sand and people just will not cross and you I, know i don't get it even trump got booed in alabama for set, telling people to get the vaccine I mean, he got vaccinated, and like yeah. it seems like a lot of his supporters even forgot about that. But I mean, yeah, it's yeah, the machine's silly. bigger. You know, the cause is bigger than uh, one man now. You know, nobody cares. Yep. Yeah, so that's what it is. Um, I don't get it. Like people are out here yelling at people, like verbally abusing school administrators and teachers, ripping masks off of other people's faces. Like really, act. I feel like. I think it's more of that pent-up frustration of living during a pandemic that they just need to rail against something. The same way, you know, I said that really helped fuel a lot of what we saw with the Black Lives Matter protests last summer. Not that, you know, there wasn't a real issue there. It is not, you know, it still exists. But people, you know, have that extra level of just pent-up frustration and it helped them get behind a cause that they believed in. So I feel like it's a similar thing with this this year that people are just pissed off and sick of being at home and sick of not being able to go about lives as they knew it. And um, they just want to be mad about something. Yeah, I think it. Yeah, I think it has a lot to do with white people not being able to control the life that they are used to being able to have control over you know yeah and you know now that you say that just to add that additional race element on top of it it could be that added frustration of everything they had to hear last year on top of you know like so much talk about white supremacy and you know the way that that makes people feel really upset when they themselves don't believe they are racist you know like white people who are like i'm not racist i'm sick of hearing about white supremacy i'm sick of hearing that just because i do this or that i am racist or that that's racist behavior it's just all that pressure bubbling to the top yeah it's a very um i mean yeah it's the same thing there's an underrated um underappreciated um you know, I guess people's anger is underappreciated. It's irrational. It's like violent, and it happens all the time. It's like when people are like, "Why would the black people ride into their own city? Why would they destroy their own thing?" Like in the L.A. riots, right? And everybody's talking the, about the that. The angrier you are, the further yeah. you'll dig in. Yeah, they're like, you know, what I mean, and then they people are trying to explain because it like doesn't what it even is. matter anymore. Yeah, and so. This kid has something to say all the time. not yeah. happy. I'm, I'm a little... So kid number three, we can just reflect quickly because you can hear this distraction. Um, I'm a little excited about the sounds of these cries. Like, it's not as stressful this time around because to me it just sounds like he's going to have teeth soon. And yeah. that's exciting. You're becoming an expert. Yeah. You just keep having babies. You'll be I know, right? But a check, master. <laughs> check in with me in a couple of days and I'll be like, I'm sick of this. <laughs> <laughs> But today, tonight, that's how I feel. But sorry, listeners, that uh, you probably didn't want to hear teething baby right now. This adds depth to the to the overall experience. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
Uh, so what were we saying? Yes, the, the boiling to the top, the irrational behavior, yeah. the anger. Yeah, I, that's what it is. And then I think you're right. I think we control your people, Dale. That's what we got to say about that, you know. Shit. I would love to. So I know everybody's probably also been seeing what's going on in Afghanistan. And I don't think any of us have anything particularly intelligent or insightful to say about that. But I will say that it's really heartbreaking to see pictures of people handing off their babies to soldiers. And I'd like to avoid those pictures because <laughs> I, I can't do anything about it. I don't know what to do with it other than really sympathize for those people and just feel horrible i would say yeah. one when you said uh we don't have anything intelligent to say about it and you looked at me uh so I'm gonna like i know you definitely don't i was just uh, like yeah, looking was, at your <laughs> face <laughs> there ain't not, nothing intelligent coming out of that guy. one smart thing to say i will this. say yeah i mean I, it kind of reminds me uh something right it's all like sort of a mini controversy like in the entertainment space which means it's not really a controversy at all uh, so we were watching the show White Lotus, and you know a couple of the themes of it, like stated explicitly, right? Were by uh, Mike White, the creator, director, um, showrunner, talking about like what he kind of what he thought about it. Some of his like very obvious themes. He's like, look, um, we're in this space, and a lot of people are saying, you know, like certain people shouldn't be able to create art anymore or whatever and he's like as a white dude yeah that is threatening because like that's what i do i'm an I'm a artist i create and so i kind of like so, and so he kind of explores that right like at some point maybe some people are saying um yeah you you have to center other people that this that and the other what do you do with it like are you gonna like at least one character says explicitly like what do you do give up your money are you gonna do that like no, you're not. It's silly. And then, you know, I think there was some criticism to his saying that and to that character saying that. Basically, like, um, yeah, I mean, I'll let them explain it yourself. Maybe we'll link to it. Maybe I'll actually link to it this time. <laughs> but my, my point about that is that it reminded me of that when, you know, I kind of felt sometimes like I was like that dude, like in college, a typical person where you can quote all the things like, oh, I don't. Buy Nike because they they uh they have sweatshops, uh you know they don't pay their labor and that kind of stuff. But the whole of American society is built on exploitation of labor, and there's everybody's like, well, that's capitalism and whatever like that. And people can spout it off. You see them tweeting about it, right? People are like, huh, well, you know, I'm a lefty and I don't do this, but then they use Twitter, right? Th these kinds of things. Like, there's some point, and there's even that joke like, oh yeah, you participate in society, how whatever. I think the jokes about that like well this is all i can do um you know i'm just trying to get by and you know like we have to use the the means available to us which includes the tools that are here the means of capitalism to kind of dismantle capitalism and create a just society that kind of thing i get all that but i think a lot of it is people just knowing what to say but they really go shop at starbucks you know what i mean and yeah. in the case of some of the characters like i said they when actually confronted with a chance to execute on their beliefs and, and basically put their money where their mouth is, they're like, I'm going to lean on my privileged standing, right? You know, there's a couple characters that are like, I'm going to just side with my class kind of deal. And I know that's, that's a larger criticism. People are like, well, 
that's what people do. It's really class, you know. They kind of. Say. I think about that like in American Americas, where Americans here in America, you look at stuff like that. And I, throughout my life, they were like, "There's war here. There's war there. Famine here. Famine there." I think one, a couple things I've I've learned as I got older is one, those things are far more complicated than they were presented to me. Like it was like I don't know, starvation in Ethiopia, and when you know, we'd all make jokes. People would make jokes like, oh, yeah, you look like an Ethiopian or something like that. You know what I mean? Like, And then yeah. as you get older, you're like, man, that's really insensitive. Uh, we probably shouldn't have been joking like that as fourth graders or whatever the case is. Like, why did anybody make those jokes to us as, you know, like adults, people that would presumably know better? And then also then you'll learn more about, like, say, like that particular starvation. Some of that was not just like they didn't have no food. But it was a war tactic. Like it was like a war crime. They cut off food and whatever to certain peoples uh as a as a tactic. Right. And that kind of thing happens a lot a lot of places, right? It's there's not just you know, well, we got a lot of food over here and they just don't in this one area. A lot of it is political choices. And then I mean, you know, like as I got older I realized like America, United States contributed to some of the, the terrible things happening across the world, right? We dismantled and disrupted governments in Latin America under the guise of protecting democracy. Uh, you're like, well, they're getting a little too socialist down there, or they are threatening, you know, some Chiquita Banana. Let's go assassinate yeah. some guy. I was going to say, a lot of it had to do with coffee, too. Yeah, coffee. And, and so, you know, like, even people are like, I only, I only drink fair trade coffee. There's a lot. That's... Some of that just like really just a fiction for yourself to feel right. a little bit better and maybe in a lot of cases a little bit superior. And in reality, you cannot function in the United States without touching some exploitation someplace. Right. And I think at some point, like, I don't expect anybody to go all the way to the extreme because I think that is nigh impossible right like you just cannot function here but i think that you can take some other steps some real meaningful steps and not just be like oh well yeah i don't buy nike here. like you got to organize you got to change some laws you got to elect some people like do the difficult coalition building of people and compromising of some of your beliefs to change something slowly and whatever like that hard difficult work that nobody wants to do and I think a lot of people are like, you know what? That's hard. And so I'm going to call that compromise. And, you know, and I'm going to say it's not good enough. And I will only accept the absolute best. And then so then you get to have your cake and eat it, too, in some, in some respects. And I, 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 I realize I feel like I sound like an old person now. But, yeah, uh, some of that is like looking back at me and then listening to some of the things that I said or I remember I said or something like that. I'm like you can't. You have the luxury of applying a uh, like a purity test to when you you ain't got nothing going on. You have no stake in the game, right? Right. You're just you're just there. And then other people who have <coughs> lived lives and made mistakes or whatever like that, they you kind of see it a little bit differently. By the same token, yeah. and then there's other people that are late in the game and they they're about to check out, and so they're just like, you know what? I don't care. I don't yeah. care. I don't care. Uh, this is me and mine, and uh, I'm, you know, I'm, I got a couple more weekends left, and so burn it all, burn it all <laughs> down, and yeah, you don't, you don't need that either. Right. So, um, I all this going back to like you know the like uh, um, 
what do we expect of like Dell, right? White guy. I expect him to let me talk on my podcast, you know, not to dominate the discussion. Uh, but I mean, it, it, I think it's it's like it really it's like everybody has to do that because I think it's it's the same thing applies, right? I think there's a lot of like as a like Hispanic dude, I know other people that are just like they view the um like Black Lives Matter, some of the Me Too stuff as a chance to be like, yeah, it's my turn. And that's the wrong way to look at it because it's not right. your turn. And a lot of people look at it as like, it's my turn to oppress. And right. then and so then they get called out like this. A lot of white women are like, yeah, 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 me too. But then you guys are taking, silencing a lot of black women. You're not being good allies for when black women are, you know, transgender, gay and lesbian, just all the, you know, like, that as it goes down the minority ladder there, you're you're the you're the person with power in those cases. And so everything that you just said, men are doing this, men are blah blah blah, men are whatever, well, you're the quote unquote men in this example, right? You're the doing that here. And then nobody likes it. They're you know what? Forget this, this is dumb and then they flip the table over. Yeah. Nobody likes that. Um and if you just kinda keep following that then nobody's gonna want to play anymore and i don't think that's good it's not what we what is the goal is to recognize all those things and then have some empathy for other people and then apply it. and then that's the thing is that nobody could be like somebody's gonna make some bad jokes i don't know i i, I joke right. about this all the time is that as a child <laughs> kindergarten they're like everybody sit indian style mm-hmm. and despite you know, my efforts i was telling my kid like i know it's like cross-legged now but Nobody drilled that into my head, so it's not like a first memory anymore. You know what I mean? The first memory is Indian style, and so I'm like, all right, sit, you know, Indian style. And I'm like, wow, that's you can't do that. You can't sit Indian style. Yeah. And so, and so I have a little bit of empathy or sympathy. I don't know what pathos. Maybe I just have to. I don't know what it is. One of the Greek words that means that I kind of understand mm-hmm. what some other people are going through. Right? You look at them, and uh, they're old. And the right way to refer to some people was different. And I was drilled in their heads. Walter Cronkite was right. saying it. Everybody was saying it. And so then they're just like, yeah, you know, so I was talking to a, a colored fella. And they're like, what? You racist. Yeah. And then it's not really, maybe it's, that was the okay way to say something. And, right. and just kind of the way things just change on you. I think you got to give everybody a chance to adjust. And also just kind of gently remind them, like, hey, we don't say that anymore, you know? Right. It's like the word retard, which is like right. innocuous kind of itself. But it was used as an insult for a lot of years to a lot of people. And now I used it. Yeah. You can't say yeah. that anymore, no right? Like right. It, but it's like a hard turn and so some people were like, Yeah, I don't I know you didn't mean it, but a lot of people did mean it this way and it hurt a lot of people. You can't say that anymore. Yeah. Um and so like I said, some people are still kind of stumbling, like, oh, it's just a hard. I literally just watched a movie where my favorite actor, who is now telling me that I can't, you know, just whatever like that. Like, all those kinds of things. I think for the majority of people, you got to give them a little whatever. There's a lot of people who are like, oh, I'm just going to say it just because they want to be, you know, edgy and whatever. Right. I think it's a little different. My point in all this is that you just kind of got to give people benefit of doubt a little bit. People, like, the generally but specific individuals maybe uh, a little bit more. And, yeah, you also have to say, look, no, no, really, we don't say that anymore. Like, we got to stop right. saying that. Now we say this. Now it's this. Now it, we don't do that anymore. And um, you be gentle but firm. 
for all those yeah. things. And right. uh, that's me trying to save Dell for some cancel culture. Uh, do you think he's going to be saved, Gina? You think it's over for him? I don't know. <laughs> it's too early <laughs> in. You got to <laughs> fire yourself from your coffee roasting <laughs> business, man. Sorry. Well, I uh, there was an article that I read this week about like what's the minimum hourly wage. Like, so what does it take to live in each state as a single person to live just a comfortable, normal life or whatever, mm-hmm. basic? And Mississippi, and then they broke it down based to an hour, hourly thing. And Mississippi was low, probably the lowest, yeah. like 26000 but that still breaks down to like thirteen fifty an hour or something like that. Yeah. You know, just to be able to afford basic, all your basic stuff. And... You know, it hits that hits me. It, being a small business owner and paying people minimum wage, like that's something that's been weighing on me a, a lot. Is how do I, how do I move that move away from the default being minimum wage to being the default being a minimum livable wage or whatever? Yeah. Uh, and uh, you know, because I can't just raise the prices and be like, well, this is I have to pay charge this much because this is what it costs to live here. You know, if I had to be able to pay these people, that's not really the solution. The ultimate solution is that if, as my slice of the pie grows, that instead of me taking all of it, I, I divide it amongst every, you know, my employees or whatever, my, my work staff. Um, and that's a hard thing. Like what you were saying is like, you know, earlier about keeping, you know, when it comes down to like real changes that individuals can make, people tend to be like, well, no, I worked hard for this. Yeah. You know, I'm going to keep it. And there's that fight in me too. And I'm thinking about this as like, especially starting this roasting business where the lion's share of like basically outside of my own personal labor and the, and the inventory I buy is pure money for me and do i just take all that because it's fucking hard work you know like i work my ass off i'm tired physically and mentally but or do i try to you know use whatever increase uh i have in the bottom line to spread the wealth out a little bit make it a more equitable environment for my employees you know yeah i, I think and you so say i don't i mean I didn't grow up in socialism. I don't have, I don't, like, I didn't grow, some people that grew up in socialist societies are like, no, man, forget that, that sucked. Uh, like communists, you know, like Russia or something like that. They're like, no, that sucked a lot. And they praise America for a lot of things. Um, and then uh, people are like, well, we're, expo- we're, we're terrible, we're ex- capitalism's bad. I think that there's a lot of terrible ways and they all involve people. Whatever way we come up with to rule ourselves, there's going to be a little good and a lot of bad, no matter what. Mm. And I think the modified capitalism that we have here in America can work and has worked for a lot of people. Um, I think a lot of the inequities, and you're like, man, this is really bad, come from some terrible class, uh, um, uh, class like abuses, right? Like miners getting screwed over right. by mine owners, that kind of stuff, and then like racism and. That that's just like the ultimate class thing. You could just clearly see well, all of these people that look like that. No thanks. Let's exploit them for their labor and their wealth, and you know we'll all make a killing on that. But there's still been that kind of uh, uh, 
inequity in there. And I think that's what a lot of people are talking about. But I think at, at the smallest level, we all can be like, yeah, you took the most risk, you get the most reward. And I don't right. think anybody has a problem with that. I think where you're like, what people have an issue with is like that clear unfairness is like, man, you're getting rich and I'm not getting nothing and I'm helping you getting rich. Like right. the least you could do is make sure that I have enough to eat or whatever. Mm-hmm. The, like you said, the bare minimum to just kind of live. You have that and I think you'd be okay. I and mean, that was a, the case of that dude that, um, uh, you know, he had like a tech company and he said, all right, everybody minimum wage is going to get paid $70,000. I think it was right. And, yeah. He was like, that's a lot, because I think he was getting like a million dollars a year or whatever. And so he had to take a big pay cut. Um, and he was like, yeah, it hurt. It, everything that you said there, like, it hurt for him. He was like, yeah, I kind of want to have the big house, and I feel like I deserve a lot of this stuff, or I've earned it. And it's like I didn't work hard. But, um, you know, he kind of heard stories of, like, the janitor couldn't do this, and they were just kind of struggling. And a lot of people quit. A lot of people that are, like, engineers or, you know, highly educated people with a lot of qualifications. Like, this is just not fair. And I don't feel that that this person should be earning seventy thousand dollars when I and he he made points to say seventy thousand is a minimum. You can earn more than that, but like seventy thousand is just like whatever. Right. And they're like they just refused. So he lost. He had a lot of turnover. But what yeah. he found was that everybody was better. Right. That he was like he heard the stories like the janitor, um, you know, got to buy a house. They got to send a kid off to college. They got to take some vacations that they they never could. They were less stressed. Everybody, that less stress turned into showing up to work more often. Nobody's taking off these crazy days. Everybody's right. happier. It's more productive, even though I don't like that word, but it's just more like people enjoyed going to work a little bit more when they mm-hmm. weren't struggling and overly stressed about their lives. And so, that again, that's the same thing. Nobody says, like, you can't make a million dollars, but don't, please don't make me go show up at the welfare line. You know what I mean? Like, like, are you going to take care of me? And I think that's the responsibility if you're a Walmart an Amazon or whoever to design your shop such that the people that are giving you the time, you're treating them, you know, like a community member and not like a human resource. Yeah. You know? Right. Like I'm treating you like a person and you're going to work for me or with me or in this endeavor, you're helping making me rich. I'm going to make sure that you're, you know, you at least have enough that you 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 don't feel like you got screwed over in this whole thing, and I think that's that part is where we're not, that's what we're not doing, and just completing that whole thing. That's where it makes it difficult for like a you, you know, somebody here and there to to make those decisions is because the underlying infrastructure is set up so that we kind of put a lot of pressure on the business owner. Like, well, Dale, how come you're not paying them? It's like you wouldn't have to pay them so much if, like, say, they were more. Um, there was a more social safety net, a stronger social safety net underneath them. Right. Um, and so then you're like, yeah, I don't need to make seventy thousand. I only need to make forty because everybody's getting taxed such that you know I can I can go to school. School's affordable. Housing's affordable. Food's affordable. Healthcare, etc. And so, right. so yeah, it, it's it's both. It's like yeah, I got to do better as a business owner, and also I got like I said, do the difficult work of advocating for more just. Uh, you know, and maybe compromise. Maybe we don't get single payer health care, but maybe we get an Obamacare, and we can't right. just complain about that and say, "Well, I'm not doing anything." That kind of stuff. All those things c- to contribute to make each other's lives better uh, is what you got to do there. And uh, yeah. yeah.
Like maybe they'll put that down payment on that mansion. Del, yeah, jeez. I'll wait. I'll wait another. <laughs> Del Sai is what he called it, right? It's <laughs> <laughs> a good sermon, man. I feel edified. So everybody, <laughs> just as I am, we between. <laughs> To rid my soul. And you made me think of things when you were talking, and then I forgot them. <laughs> One thing I still remember, and I, I don't want to say it, but what? I've been wanting to tweet it, and so now it just feels uh, that the Palace of Delsi should not be. We gotta uh, no. When you were talking TV. about you know words Rise up. No, <laughs> no longer appropriate, going back to that is I. I always are you gonna say inappropriate words? Yeah, it's my yeah. Ki- not racist, but um. <laughs> No, I I always hear that song "Shoot" from Salt and Peppa on yeah. like the Fly whatever Sirius yeah. XM station. So I heard it like the other day. I was driving, and every time the guy on that song, I don't even know his name, raps uh, his verse. There's a part in there where he says "12 inches to a yard," have you sounding like a retard? Yeah, and then I think it's Peppa who makes like some you know equally offensive yeah. sound after he says that and i one i've always been waiting for them to take that out of the song <laughs> i'm like by now you'd think that that's like they'd mute that part or something mix it so you don't hear him just say that but they haven't so i don't know what that means like nobody cares about <laughs> i don't know yeah. well <laughs> I, I think there's two things about that right like one is that um we're too close to it right like you, the people that are playing it have fond memories. Don't think it's wrong. <laughs> well, it's like they're they're like they'll say, "Well, it's just that one part, right?" And the overall song, and then whatever the people. And the thing is, like that song is such a part of them and their personality and all the other stuff that they're like, "There's more good than bad out this whole thing," and so like they're too close to it. They're making the decisions, and then two, um, like it. There's no perspective of it. When once it switches, then nobody will care. They're like, this song sucks, and that's it. There's no nostalgia there. There's none of that. They're, nobody's gonna remember Salt and Pepper from whatever. They're like, why did anybody hear this song? All I hear is the offensive part, and that's it. And that's what we say about like the Disney movie Song of the South or whatever, right? Nobody grew up. I didn't grow up watching that movie. So when I see it, I'm like, man, that looks like racism. Why are we watching the racism show? Uh, yeah. And everybody's like, no, no, no. And so when they try to explain to you, no, 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 this is whatever. Like, no, that's not nostalgia. That's racism. So then they're going to say, no, that's not nostalgia. That's not cool. That's not women's empowerment. That is, you know, inappropriate, uh, you know, ableism. That's what that is. Uh, and we don't think that's funny. And that's it. And I think both groups are right. It's both things. It's yeah. like for like me, there was a lot more. Like I don't even hear that part. I don't even think about it. It doesn't mean anything. And then <laughs> I sound like the people that are like, I didn't even see that. What are you talking about? What's the, racism? the big deal? There's no, I, there's so much good there. Why do you care about the crows and Dumbo? There's all the pink elephant songs. Why it's such a little part of Dumbo, enough to erase the whole thing. But if you didn't grow up with any nostalgia for Dumbo, you just watch it. You're like, man, those guys look like they're doing some minstrel stuff. <laughs> I don't want to watch this elephant show. I don't need to watch this elephant show. Uh, it's over. I'm right. done. But right. the, the other people, they're like, no, there was just the memories, my mom, my grand, all of that means more. I, I, I think that it, both of them are right. Yeah, like, it's like for me, I watched Dumbo. I, I mean, 
only now when I'm older, I'm like, oh yeah, there's those crows are. I like the crows. I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> I'm like I, I, I see the it. They're cool. they're very they're, they're. I think one of the crows is named Jim. I was like, that's like super racist. I didn't, <laughs> I didn't know. <laughs> I didn't know. <laughs> and so for me, because I didn't know all the other stuff, I see the you know I think back on it and like watching the movie with my brothers and sister and you know thinking the pink elephant song was weird and you know the all of the good parts of Trippy. Dumbo. <laughs> but I can see as somebody now they're watching, they're like, why would anybody watch this? Why do they even show Dumbo on Disney Plus or wherever they show it? This is racism. You're advocating racism, and I don't think either. Either group is wrong. You know? Like, if you want to shut down, so you're like, nobody really needs to watch any more Dumbo. Yeah. Uh, or, like, Peter Pan. Yeah, that I'm on, I'm that always it. bothered me because I think I saw that other with that song. It's like, what makes the red man red? It's because he got embarrassed because he saw a hot chick or whatever like that. And I was like, <laughs> that's <laughs> not good. <laughs> yeah. I don't think we can say any of that. Yeah. But I didn't grow up watching Peter Pan like that. And so when I'm watching it, I'm like, my kids are like, Oh, uh, well, my uh, mother-in-law is like, oh, let's put on Peter Pan. And she has fond memories of it. I'm like, nah, I don't really want to watch no Red Man Red racism. <laughs> I'm good on that. And I don't think I'm wrong. I don't think she's wrong. I, you know, it's the same way that if somebody wants to cancel some Dumbo, I'm like, yeah, you're right. Let me just get the Blu-ray copy so I can watch it. Right. But I'm not, you know, if you want to take it off of streaming, that's fine. I'm not going to tell you not to. Um, I can see why you don't want to. What What's the other one? The Aristocats, there's like the Siamese cats that are being yeah, super. Yeah, those are really bad. We were watching that with our kids one day, yeah. and I was like, should we be showing <laughs> yeah. them this movie? <laughs> yeah, exactly. But, th- you know, it didn't mean anything to them. Yeah. I, I love think. that song, though. <laughs> the We Are Siamese song. We are Siamese, if you please. Yeah, super <laughs> racist. It's a great song. <laughs> and so, yeah, that's how I feel about a lot of that stuff. It's, it's in the same way that. Uh, I, I think we've said this before. Like, I think of like I've been working on the railroad, um, all these other songs that turns out were minstrel songs. I mean, I didn't know. I was like, I don't, I didn't learn them while wearing blackface and right. you know being racist. I learned them in kindergarten or whatever. You know what I mean, like, yeah. So for me, it's it's that, and that's the other part too. Is they're like, well, what do we do with institutions? that have those songs built in like you know like, i'm thinking like the university of texas what do you do with that um like they're the you know the eyes of texas are upon you like what is what do you do with that song it's such a part of it it obviously has had its roots in minstrel shows uh the was it the what are they called the the dudes that were doing it they're like spirit group they would put on minstrel yeah, shows. Yeah, name. That was like a like mock lyrics to the song, "The Eyes of Texas." They did that song in blackface. It's such an, a, <laughs> an integral part of the song's history for the university that you're like, "Do we gotta still sing it? Doesn't that feel a little racist?" Yeah, I, like I said, I could see it, them saying, "You know what? Let's shut it down and let's do a new song." I always think it's kind of stupid that the pop songs of 1902 are our treasured institutions now. You know? Right, yeah. How did it happen? Because well, it, it, the Dua the, in there. Well, I mean, that's basically it. All these things just got calcified. It it, it very much is, you when know. You see, like the pick up the phone. Yeah, <laughs> you see the woolly mammoth, and he fell down, <laughs> and he got frozen. All the other woolly mammoths got eaten by some ants, gigantic prehistoric ants or whatever. They're gone. It's over with. You don't need them. They they 
But the one elephant that fell, you know, Willie Mammoth that fell into the tar pit, he got stuck, and we didn't see him how he was, and it sucks for him. Um, that's basically it, right? It's like the way people enjoyed popular music, they had bandstands and little bands, and they're playing, you know, whatever songs, like the way, like, oh, my Kentucky home, I love you. Everybody had a song like that, but the only ones that we still stayed around were the colleges. The colleges are tar pits is what I'm getting at. And (laughs) (laughs) that preserved them unnecessarily. It's the only places that you can go see somebody doing the same stuff they did in 1902. We don't, yeah, we don't celebrate things the same way. We don't have a parade downtown for a homecoming. The only reason people keep doing it is like, well, I did it last when I was, you know, 22. So now you got to do it. Right. I guess. Anyway. Tar pits. I think that's going to be the name of this episode. Colleges are tar pits. Mm-hmm. It's a long, clunky name. Oh, what do you want, huh? I'm not going to brainstorm it here. Brainstorm. I don't know. Teething. <laughs> <laughs> now, what is the uh, school song there for Southern Miss? Uh, the Golden Eagles, home of Brett Favre. What is... What is the Southern Miss fight song? I don't Southern know. Miss to the top. No. I mean, that's probably well. I I went to Millsaps for an undergrad. So nobody cares about that. Little bar, uh, in the woods somewhere. Yeah, undergrad is where everyone's heart another belongs. Weird thing. Another weird school. It's like Southern Miss to the top. To the top of what? Exactly. I don't know, dude. Dashway, Dashway. Yeah. On Dashiell. That's probably what it was, right? On Hamlet. Southern to the top. And Murray. I don't know, man. (laughs) I don't remember there being like a big old fight song for Southern Miss. All right, so if you're listening to this and you're like, how could Dell not know? It's like Dell doesn't really interact with like the sports teams. So yeah. he wouldn't know. He's That's been it. to eight schools. So he's been like fourteen like, schools. I can't learn them. All. And in that fourteen, he's been to one football game. And I, think, I went to a lot of tailgates, though. So. Yeah, I, I think I dragged him to to those football games that he went to. I said, "Get over here! You're gonna enjoy this football game." He's like, oh, "I don't want to." Um, Where's the beer? <laughs> he did. Uh, yes. He did. You know, jump on the field. There was a little racism there. Dell jumped on the field at the historic Cotton Bowl. Did not get tackled? No. I did right after him, and I, well, it was an attempted tackle. I evaded that said tackle. Yeah. Um, and I just, you know. Yeah, that was racism in action for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, they, they kind of basically caught Dell, put him down, said, you all right? Helped him up. <laughs> get out there. Now, can you help me get make sure this Mexican don't get on this field right here? <laughs> Hey, wait a second. I really <laughs> wish that time that cop pulled us over, I would have been like, these guys just grabbed me and put me in the car. <laughs> that would have been funny, but also we'd be talking so to from jail right now. No, that would not be funny. It would be funny for me. Yeah, it would have been funny at the time. It would have just been. Just to watch us get murdered. Yeah. And then, so what Dell's talking about like, is one time we were, you know. In, in, no, we told the story on here. I don't know if on this version of the episode. but Yeah, we did recently. Well, I'll tell it again. <laughs> We're in a car. Gina's driving. I'm in the passenger seat. Dell's in the back. We get pulled over, and like Del, Gina wasn't going that fast. It wasn't. It was not for speeding. He pulled over, and he was like, "Hey, is everybody all right? Is everything okay?" And he looks at Dell, just like, "Is everything okay?" And Dell's like, "Huh? Uh, yeah." 
And me and Gina, I started chuckling to myself, but I don't want to like, chuckle. Did that really just happen? Yeah. And then as he goes, I was like, well, <laughs> he really did check on the white guy and say, is everything here? Not the driver it of the vehicle. Worked, yeah. It wasn't not the passenger, it was and I was I was probably hammered, not you know, like I was probably passenger. real not sober. Yeah, I think Gina was the soberest of everybody. Yeah. You know, like she was like the designated driver. Yeah. It was our car. It was not even like Dell's car. <laughs> There's it. Was, there was no reason to stop Gina, look back at Dell, and ask him if everything's okay with this trip they were taking. Right. And Someone yet, should have been asking me. It happened. The lady. <laughs> yeah. Ugh. Yeah. There you go. It's Racism. way before me too. <laughs> way before it, yes. <laughs> but yeah. it worked. He let yeah. us go on our way. We should have took Dell with us when we drove through Tuscaloosa, Alabama. You got a ticket. <laughs> yeah, you got a ticket in Tuscaloosa. Yeah, we violated. Yeah, we violated. Well, Gina yeah. was speeding. I was definitely speeding then. <laughs> I think I was going like ninety and a seventy-five. And she deserved that one. <laughs> yeah, she deserved that one. But you know. They got to give her that one. A little reparations. Like, look, nobody wants to go slowly. You get, three, you get three passes, all right? They know where they live. If you're a black person speeding through Alabama, I think you should be allowed to speed three yeah. times before you get a ticket. You know, <laughs> just to just do a little payback. I don't think there's anything wrong with that. Vote for me in Alabama. Right. Well, I think, we're, uh, I think we're about done. The kid's about to cry again. We got to figure out a way to calm them. <laughs> yeah. All right. All right. We're, we're about to go. All right. Yeah. <laughs> cool. <laughs> Peace. We are done. Bye.